everyone, and welcome to episode 418 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week. Kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How are you this fine Monday, Richard? Um, I'm okay. I'm a little bit under the weather. Hopefully my voice holds up, but otherwise uh, excited to, to finish up Phyrexia All Will Be One previews ah uh, yeah we we have the full set and that's going to be one of our big topics for today but before we get into that we got another ghost in crim who's bundling up in a in a blanket over there how are you this morning crim uh nice and cozy my voice is a little <laughs> hoarse <laughs> uh I, I i went i went karaoke for my birthday so Ooh. that was what okay i gotta know crim what did you say uh i got really ambitious i well i i thought i could scream bring me the horizon uh uh and it turns out yeah maybe maybe i can't do that as the first song uh like to open the night so you gotta uh, warm up for that you gotta you gotta yeah get a yeah warm up. yeah before going there yeah yeah i just went right to the top and then uh i i felt that so uh, uh anyway uh our plan for today we got the full phyrexia set we're gonna talk about phyrexia all will be one now that we've seen the whole set we also got a bit of other news there's some hasbro news which is kind of scary kind of interesting there's more secret layers of course always a secret layer around the corner and then we want to get to some fish mail because we haven't gotten to much over the past couple weeks so that is the main plan for today before we get into it though a reminder that today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit. And Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. If you're tired of all the hassles that go into buy listing your cards, well, Card Conduit lets you skip them. You don't have to do all the typing and spend all the time and all the hard work. With their curated service, you can send in as many cards as you want with a buy list value of a dollar or more and pay a 5% service fee. And if you want to put in a bit of effort on your end, you can use this sorted service where you list and sort your cards ahead of time and pay just a 2% fee. And no matter which option you choose, you're going to get a detailed report with the results in a fast payment once your order is processed. And right now, you can even get another 10% off by heading over to cardconduit.com slash mtggoldfish. Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. So thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And let's talk some Phyrexia. And we do have some spoilers that we're going to get into. But before we do that, I got to ask you, now that we've seen the full set, where are we at with the overall power level of this set? Like, compared to other recent sets, stuff in standard, higher, lower, about the same. What do you think about the overall power level of Phyrexia will be one? Oh, I, I I love it, right? Like, it, it looks really good. Uh, it, I think this is probably one of the... I mentioned it before, but uh, I do think this might be one of, like, the better sets and probably one of the more interesting sets since, like, Kamigawa for me. So I, I've really liked Kamigawa. All Will Be One looks really fun. Um, I'm excited to see, like, I, I'm pretty sure there, we're actually going to have a way bigger splash uh, on Standard uh, and, and, and maybe even Pioneer slash Explorer with this set. What do you think, Richard? I'm not sure about Standard, but I'm pretty sure this is just a power creep set. Uh, I see a lot of very strong cards for Commander. We're talking about a bunch of cards that can go into Pioneer and Modern. Surely stuff will happen in Standard, but Standard already has like some pretty powerful stuff going on, so I'm not sure, but uh, they didn't hold back their punches here. This, this feels like almost a Modern Horizons-esque set for Magic. There's a lot of powerful stuff going on here, and uh, you can kind of see it in the pre-order prices where everything is expensive because... 
everyone thinks all the cards are broken. <laughs> it's the the pre-order prices are ridiculous. I was actually doing a little math yesterday, and uh, as of last night, the average price of a mythic was around twenty dollars, which is off the charts. Like almost every mythic in this set is a home run, and a lot of these are cards that sure, as people open boxes, the prices are going to drop. I think you're not going to have the random like the mythic panormonicon cycle. All of those are not going to maintain twenty plus dollars. Why the set's being opened? But so many of these cards have so much long term value that like a, a mythic creature anointed procession that's something that's going to be expensive in the long term if it isn't reprinted so i think this is my initial reaction was strongest set since eldraine but then some people Ooh. were like eh, i don't know if that's i don't know if that's true like Kaldheim was strong or ikoria was strong uh, but i'm gonna go with strongest set and standard i mean kamigawa was also really sweet but i think the just the power level of this set is very high like i also view it as kind of a power creepy set but in a really interesting way there's so many cards i can't wait to brew around so i uh, i'm hyped and we also get to start playing with the cards thursday is uh the early access day so come by the mtd goldfish stream check out new cards in action on thursday uh if you're interested but anyway let's talk about some of these spoilers so richard we got a little list of stuff that wasn't out when we last podcasted why don't you guide us through some of these cards okay so the full set is on mtgpreviews.com and we're going to start off with uh, the namesake card of the set. All will be one, three red red. It's a mythic enchantment. Whenever you put one or more counters on a permanent or player, all will be one deals that much damage to target opponent, creature and opponent controls, or planeswalker and opponent controls. So All right, hit me with the combos. This is clearly oh, there's there's a million. <laughs> there's a million. I think there's like at least six two card combos. Quest for Pure Flames, Talent of Fame, whatever the red something is from the Warhammer decks, the red legend. There's there's a huge list of cards. It just like if you have the all will be one with any of these cards and your opponent takes any damage, you start an infinite loop that wins the game. Is this card good though? Like in the five mana enchantment. Like, let's say, so Quest of Pure Flames, one mana enchantment that goes infinite with this. Is that something that's modern playable? Like, is a two card, one mana enchantment, five mana enchantment, win the game, infinite damage. It, it, should we be hyped about this as an actual modern deck? Or are we like, that's a five mana enchantment, whatever. Even though it's a two card combo, that's just too slow or whatever for, for a format like modern and it's a commander thing. Like, is it competitive right. or against the odds? That's what I'm trying to figure out and I, I really don't know. It's against all odds, actually. <laughs> uh, uh, like, I, I, I do honestly believe that it. I don't know. This is more of a commandery thing, right? I don't know if that's becoming a modern card. That that's a bit ambitious in modern, right? I mean, two cards win the game, like Splinter Twin, basically. You, no, no, no. You <laughs> no, can't no, no, five no. mana win the game like this. You, you yeah. have to cheat this into play. So, like, what are the supporting? things to cheat this into play but you can't play this fairly in modern right like you you would so just like, die especially since it does nothing like if you just play it by yeah hand, it doesn't even do anything so you actually need your two cards to win so can you cheat this into play somehow <laughs> and like win with the combo and is that better than any of our other cheaty things into play in modern i don't think so but i don't know i'm sure someone will try something I mean, it is red. We see that there's like Gruul Ponsa decks that are like, Ooh, our, you know, Arbor Elf untap my thing, try to glory bringer you or whatever. Like if you're, if you're yeah. doing that in modern, you can probably get this on the battlefield. Or like Red Devotion, the combo pieces are also red enchantments, so they're adding pips to the battle. I mean, I'm not saying it's uh, broken, but... Oh. Uh, 
God, now because you just kill the glory bringer, they play a second one and they finish the job. This one, they <laughs> kill this and your combo is done, right? Like, yeah, that is, you that can't is just... true. Mm. I mean, in commander, I mean, you can blood moon him up. Blood moon's not even good, but like, you uh, can just blood moon him out. Blood moon him. See, the, I'm I'm liking this more and more. <laughs> I, I don't I even know like... if blood moon is enough to help. I, I don't know. That's a lot of setup. I don't. There's no way, right? This is this is definitely an against the odds kind of thing. I feel like you definitely can't play it fairly. Like the idea of like, oh, I'm playing hardened scales, so I'm going to play this for value to deals. No, no, no. Like that's that's a non-starter. I don't think it's impossible though that someone figures out a way to make the combo work. Like, what about sideboard? I don't think it's impossible. <laughs> or any of these pieces? Like you play Jund, like real Jund, and you're just like sideboard. <laughs> I put this in, right, and I get them because they're not expecting this combo out of nowhere. This five mana sorcery speed yeah. surprise. That, that's way better than it, killing with the timer going, Krim. That is yeah, the best okay. thing John has going these okay. days. That's true. Mm. Huh. I, I, I think this is one of those cards. It's either, for, for 60 card formats, it's either going to be broken and someone figures out a way how to make the combo work, or it just doesn't see play at all. There's no, like, middle ground play it fairly. In Commander, I think it's going to be good. I think in Commander, you can just be like, oh, I'm playing a plus one, plus one counter deck. I'll throw this in for fun. Also, the Red Terror, that was the card I was thinking of. Like, it's a legend. If you're playing a Red Terror deck, this is, like, the best card in your 99 because you have one of your combo pieces in the command zone to start the game. So I think it definitely is going to uh, – people are going to play this card. I don't know if it's going to be good, but I think people are going to play it. It's so boring. You just play it, and then you'll win the game. Like, <laughs> these, I don't know about these, like, two-card combos being printed into Commander. That's so easy to trigger, right? Like, yeah, we have them. It's called Thoracle, and everyone's so excited about – Demonic consultation and Thoracle, right? So yeah. at least like make a somewhat work for it, you know, try to get some synergy going or something, right? <laughs> this is just like two cards win the game. So I <sighs> do not remember another card that has went infinite in so many ways, though. Like, I, I think this is uh, in the all the time I've been doing spoilers. I don't think there's been another card where it's just like, wow, there's like six infinite combos <laughs> for this card. Like, I'm almost it's surprised they printed it it's without fun. any like, the, like restriction the, the or anything. The fair way of playing this is fun, right? And you can't because the minute you play this, everyone thinks you're going to combo and tries to murder you, right? But that is true. What if you actually <laughs> wanted to incrementally add counters and like ping things down? Like that seems like the fun way to play this, right? So yeah, yeah, you are going to get killed in commander for sure, yeah. like because people are going to think you're going to drop one of the many combo pieces. Uh, it'll be you also what might you not even know that it. it you, you might play a piece and it accidentally goes off with it. <laughs> yeah yeah accidental combos what do you think about the name being the set name is that cheesy like is that the they said the movie title in the movie thing that people meme on the magic version i think this is fine right i, I don't right. think it's that like on the nose or anything because i don't know something about the whole set being like this weird kind of everything melds into one thing uh mentally and all of that like yeah sure why not it's it, it it's it's like on brand it would be weird if Every set had that, right? I mean, yeah, we ha like like if every set just had its name, like like there was an actual card just called Throne of Eldraine or something like that. <laughs> All right, Adventures in <laughs> the up. Forgotten Realm, Commander Legends, Baldur Gate, yeah. Alchemy. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah, yeah, not, not gonna fit on there. Yeah, right, huh, interesting card on. name. Interesting card name. <laughs> hmm. Tekathol, Tekathol, Inquiry Dominus. Two blue blue, so four mana value, three five, legendary creature, Phyrexian horror at mythic, flying. If you would proliferate, proliferate twice instead. One, and then two Phyrexian blue, so 
uh, three total mana or one in four life. Remove three counters from among other creatures, artifacts, and planeswalkers you control. Put an indestructible counter on Tekathol. It's Panermonicon. It's Panermonicon. The, the whole cycle is Panermonicon. So there's <laughs> yeah. one for every color, and they double something. <laughs> Which, yeah. how do you how do you feel about this? Last week you were God. <laughs> before you realized this was this cycle. You were trashing the number of Panermonicons in Magic these days. That's a total disregard for fair magic. We'll just take everything and double it. <laughs> God, I hate this so much. There's a whole cycle of them. Twice, the, twice the fun. It's, it's the also above. Though. It's like a four mana three five flying. Like okay, that's yeah. like actually somewhat decent, right? And then that it gets indestructible. Indestructible, yeah. For fun, and then you you double everything, further making it indestructible. So yeah, good luck removing this thing. Void how doesn't how, help you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this does not. Jesus. How, yeah, this is like so is powerful. Card? What do you think, Graham? Like, is this is this a, a playable card outside a commander? Uh, no. no. Uh, pro- like probably not because I'm thinking it, it it alone is a just a creature. I don't know what kind of like what kind of deck do I want it in in standard in. I think you would play it in a proliferate deck, perhaps. <laughs> right, but, right, uh, yes. right. Okay, that is that what is correct. What is this proliferate deck, Seth? What is the payoff? Uh, I mean, planeswalkers. Like maybe it's a like. Could you play this in a super friends deck? Do you think, Grim? Is it worth it? Because we got the other like to tie in with this. One of the things I noticed about this set is proliferate's actually very aggressively costed in this set compared to past costs, where there's like drowned in Icker. Two mana, sorcery, target creature gets negative four, negative four, proliferate. Like a decent removal spell that also proliferates. Whisper of the Dross, one mana, target creature gets negative one, negative one, instant speed proliferate. There's a literally anticipate, except it also proliferates for some reason. Is there any way that all this proliferate stuff that's competitively costed can combine with this and like make a real super friends deck? Or you're the super friends expert. Would you not even want that? And you're just like, my planeswalkers are good enough. Why would I fill my deck with Takuthols and proliferate cards? Yeah. I mean, well, the proliferate cards, if they're just attached to like a spell I would normally play, let's just say in this case, uh, an anticipate. Yeah. Maybe I'd look at that. This card, probably not. Because why? I mean, like, there's only 60 cards unless we're playing Yorion and maybe like 61 if you're feeling saucy, right? Um, and so, like, pretty much, I, I, if you're playing a Super Friends deck, you need sweepers, you need things to actually keep yourself alive. Um, so, I don't think I'm putting Takuthal, te- uh, Tekuthal, uh, into, into any of the decks that I, I'm currently playing. Um, it just looks like a commander card right now. It does seem like a good body just because of that last mode because you are able to give it indestructible. I do like that you can remove counters from other artifacts, so oil counters, including creatures and whatnot, and from your planeswalkers. So uh, if you just remove three of them and pay like four life, this dude is now just there forever. So pretty good. Payoff. I don't know what the payoff is in standard either like that. If it's not going to be in super friends, I guess you got plus one, plus one counters. There's like the oil counters, but they're kind of in awkward colors for this. So maybe it's not worth. I think out of this whole cycle, this seems like the narrowest to me. A lot of the other ones are like, oh, double damage, double your death triggers, double your ETB triggers, double proliferate. Pretty niche, I think, to some extent. What do you think, Richard? Can this? I got you. It's called poison control. Okay. (laughs) 
You hit him with one poison counter. And then for the rest of the game, you just play like removal or whatnot that just proliferates. And after 10 spells, they're dead. <laughs> and like that's all you And then this thing is perfect. It's like a 3-5 indestructible body that furthers your game plan. You just hit hit him with more removal, proliferate some more, <laughs> keep getting that poison up. So can we build actually, poison control? <laughs> actually, so there I was working on the, the 30 under... There is. I was working on the 30 under under 20 article, and one of the decks I had in there, and that'll be up in a couple days, but one of the, the decks I had in there was um, a poison control deck because there's multiple cards that just give your opponent a poison counter. You don't even need to play, like, a toxic creature to hit your opponent. There's, like, a three-mana draw two, lose two. Your opponent gets a poison counter. And then there's a bunch of, like, randomly decent spells that also happen to proliferate. Three-mana counter spell proliferate. Anticipate proliferate. So maybe there's, like, a creature-free poison, or almost creature free poison control deck what do you think about that crim any any merit to trying to poison your con- opponent in a control deck uh it, it's definitely really solid like a way to just close out the game uh i love that kind of play style um i don't know like you need like a, a blink moth or i mean an ink moth right to, to also like help back that up a little bit but otherwise i actually don't know if there's enough things that that can kind of just poison the opponent or toxic the opponent out i haven't seen anything <laughs> literally there's... zero win con control like you actually there's... have no win con like just all your cards like <laughs> like just come with a proliferate and you hope it gets there uh, the problem with this thing is like control is really bad in 2023 especially like it is reactive control like the minute something hits the board and you can't deal with it you're dead Right, so most yeah. of the control we see is a lot more like proactive. Like they put planeswalkers on the battlefield and they do stuff because, you know, you you need to actually take your windows of strength and do something with them rather than just sit there and let your opponent, you know, drop a shouldered and then you have no answer and then you die. Right, so control kind of sucks, but but maybe we can make this work. Poison control. You could. You could poison people out pretty quickly, I think, if you chain together some of those anticipates and you're double proliferating. Plus, there's a couple of good payoffs for Corrupted for Control that, uh, like, Anoint with Affliction, two-mana instant, exile a creature mana value three or less, but if uh, you're corrupted, your opponent's corrupted, he just exiles any creature for two mana, that's pretty good. And then there's the... Bring the ending. Bring the ending, two mana, bad mana leak, counter a spell unless it's controller pays two, but if you corrupt your opponent, then it's a two mana hard counter, a mana leak that stops anything. Those seem like rewards for trying to poison your opponent out in a control deck, so I don't know, we'll see. It should be interesting. All right, next up, we have Rhea Ivor, Bane of Bladehold. Two white and a black. Three, four, Phyrexian Knight at rare with battle cry. At the beginning of combat on your turn, the next time target creature would deal combat damage to one or more players. Prevent that damage. If damage prevented this way, create that many 1-1 colorless Phyrexian Might artifact creature tokens with toxic one, and this creature can't be blocked. So, so I need you foggy creature to me. and you make yeah. that many 1-1s <laughs> that have toxic and can't block. Exactly. Basically. And yeah, battle cry. <laughs> so, so, so I'm playing standard. I play a Phyrexian Flesh Gorger or a Graveyard Trespass or some like decent three drop. Next turn, I drop this. Do I really want to prevent my three damage to make three one ones? Like, 
Is this the worst card in the set by a huge margin? Would you, what situations would you choose to prevent the damage to make might tokens? Like, I feel like either this card is just horrible or I'm missing something very obvious because I, I don't I don't understand why I would ever want to prevent the damage to my own creatures to make one ones that can't block. Well, the, the next combat, you make it up if everything hits, right? So the the one ones are actually two ones with battle cry, right? With the battle cry activates, you're also going wide with toxic like you can try to poison them out you have things like wedding announcement still so going wide pumps you further would you actually do all that all your eggs in one basket probably not <laughs> um so it's kind of a delayed gratification thing like you you prevent three damage now but you're getting these three one ones and then you battle cry it so they're actually two ones and then maybe you have other ways to pump them so you're getting like uh, damage would suspend one like double strike would suspend one kind of is the idea of what this card's trying to do it might be. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not sure here. Like, I don't know why you would. Like, I even even all of that is just like wow. No, I don't want to do all of that. <laughs> four like, four that drop. Is, right. It's only a three yeah. four. In and one of the just for fun. highly contested like areas when it comes to mana value in like in standard in the color that has so many good four drops, uh, like like so many good four White drops. White and black both do. Yeah, they're yeah. Cool. so many good cards. <laughs> I like the callback to, to Hero of Bladehold. Remember that card? That card this was is not Hero yeah. of Bladehold. Yeah, <laughs> No, it is not. No, no it is it not. That card was actually good, yeah. <laughs> All right, speaking of uh, boomer throwbacks, Krim, Thrun, Breaker of Silence. You thought Tyrannus Rex wasn't enough. Three green green five legendary five five legendary creature troll shaman at rare. This spell cannot be countered. Trample. Thrun can't be the target of non-green spells your opponents control and abilities from non-green sources your opponent controls. As long as it's your turn, Thrun is indestructible. <laughs> This after like, last week, Krim like, oh, I'll just void rend it. I'll just void rend it. Like, hey, void rend this one, Krim. Yeah, you can't. You can't void rend this one. I can't. I have to now. Like, control is already dead. Why? Why do you make it more dead? Like, we we get it. You you want to make so everybody can can close out games faster. Why does this exist? I mean, dude, like it. it just like literally, you can't. I get it. Not green. No, no. That's that's. I I got it. So this is the most miserable like like card ever, but at the same time, control is so dead. I don't understand the purpose of this. Toxic like, control must have gone wild during their testing. Like I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I, we we need like five five is not big enough, right? Like if, if you're playing a normal creature deck, you can block Thrun, right? If you if yeah. you have a bigger creature, I guess you can't chump Thrun. Uh, let's Not say trample. like, like it's just even if you can't deal with it, it's like an obliterator. You just take five every turn until you do something useful, right? So, I don't know what it's here for, other than like really hosing like draw go control or something. <laughs> like what what is what do you do with run? Uh, is, is it well? I mean, what about like a boggles deck? I'm always looking for cheap hexproof style creatures. What about loading up with auras? It is it's five a, mana, which five is, mana boggles, which is a lot. Which is a lot. <laughs> That's true. But we got like Blanchwood armor. We got Audacity. There's some good green auras that you can put on it, which is kind of interesting. Do you think this card's good, Grim? How does this compare to like Carnage Tyrant or Shifting Ceratops? Like on the same tier as those cards as like Blue Hate or this? This yeah. is uh this is way better 
than like you know like a i i would say this is probably more along the lines of like what an actual carnage tyrant would look like uh in in the current year as opposed to the other big dino um that like this is just really solid in that department if you're looking for like reactive control hate for some odd reason if that takes off otherwise You've played a five-five that still gets, you know, edicted, dunked on by like all, like she Aldred because they'll trade at the very least. No, no, indestructible. Uh, indestructible. It is oh, indestructible. Wait, well, you, survive oh, the so you can attack into it, but you can't <laughs> yeah. lock a shielded with it. Yeah, great. Of course, it has more text. It just keeps growing. <laughs> uh, like I don't, I don't know. I mean, like it is a sticky. It'll, it'll stay right unless you have like a she Aldred's edict now and 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 a sweeper. Those are the only yep. things that you can do to it. You can't wandering emperor this. You can't do any of that. So I don't know. I mean, this seems like a pretty resilient threat, but is this like a main deckable card? Probably not. I think this is a sideboarded card. Do, do we have would... two mana double strike or something? Like you could go like dork, four drop, and then one shot kill someone with like double strike pump or something. Ooh. Isn't there Ooh. the uh, uh, whatever the Tyvar's one mana X, and then you give it hexproof and then pump it? Yeah, that's not double strike though, right? Oh, it's but, just pumping, I think. Right, but right, still, but. like you do have that. There's good auras. I know there's equipment that give double strike. We just got a we just got a new one that gives double strike. I don't know about a cheap spell though. Like I don't know if we have a like a one or two mana just give a creature double strike spell. Oh, you have five mana to augment Thrun to one shot someone <laughs> when you untap, right? Maybe six. So I think that would be like big bottles. Okay, there's <laughs> right? twin like, twin Inferno, two mana instant speed, give a creature double strike. I think that's the perfect the closest thing that we have to doing that. I don't know, like a good sideboard card at least. I'm actually kind of high on mono green. Uh, we'll see how it keeps up with the black decks, but mono green has a lot of good cards now. Thrun, I think, to me looks like a sideboard all star for like mono green. Or if we end up in a world where there's a Drago control everywhere, then then this is very good. We've seen in the past like shifting Ceratops. It didn't see a ton of main deck play, but that was a very important card for its standard. So we'll see what the the meta looks like. <clears throat> if it gets Dragoey, then Thrun goes I up in value quite a bit. <laughs> We have Phyrexian Obliterator in the format. The minute Mono Green has like anything, all the boomers will be like, finally, it's our time to shine. <laughs> Phyrexian Obliterator. Yeah, I That's, guess Obliterator does kind of wreck them, doesn't it? It really does. Just, just wow. fight it. Just fight it down with the Thrun and you'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, that's a great idea. Like, <laughs> pump, it up, pump it up a fine. ton before you fight it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Red Sun's Twilight, X, Red, Red, Sorcery at Rare, destroy up to X target artifacts. If X is five or more, for each artifact destroyed this way, create a token that's a copy of it. Those tokens gain haste, exile them at the beginning of the next end step. So, standard, man, whatever. I, it could be a sideboard card. There are some powerful, you know, Portal to Fraxy, all the Brothers War stuff. Uh, so, it's it's a fine sideboard card for standard. I'm very curious how stapley this is for Commander. So, you have stuff like Biforce is one mana yeah. in X to blow up X artifacts. That sees a decent amount of play. You got Vandal Blast, obviously, which is, what, five mana to blow up all your opponent's artifacts. 
This one's a little more expensive, but if you're casting it for a lot of mana, getting token copies, even for a turn, is pretty sweet. Obviously, you want to live the dream and, like, get their portal to Fraxia and their busted stuff, but if you just blow up a bunch of mana rocks, this is, like, kind of a weird free spell, because then you can tap all your opponent's soul rings that you blow up to make back the mana that you spent on this. How good is this in Commander? Can you jam this in just any red deck? Is it is it worth it? I don't know if this is a, a every deck thing. This is, like... It's interesting. I don't know. I I like it like in in Commander, but I don't it just doesn't feel like a staple. It feels like it's going to be overcosted most of the times. Uh and and then yeah, like the it's nice to be able to like get the soul ring mana and kind of pay for itself, but I don't know. This this doesn't feel like you only get all the the stuff destroyed this way uh uh, like right if if it X is five five or more yeah, yeah five or more it's right? gotta be so, seven at least seven mana spent on it to be able to steal yeah to steal the stuff for a turn so if i don't let's just say that i don't hit that right i don't hit the seven is this good there no <laughs> not 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 <laughs> great three mana like kill would one be better yeah <laughs> right so every rate at before x is five is like awful like awful so i don't know i just don't think this card is that good it's it's cute it'll be funny uh you'll get some people but is it a staple no i don't know about awful like four mana blow up two five mana blow up three that's i don't know if awful i would say it's not efficient but uh, what do you think richard uh, even at x5 like, you, you kind of need to like snipe all the mana rocks to make this quote-unquote free but like what about the stuff you actually wanted to kill Right, like the the actual scary artifacts. Uh, if someone had like a bunch of treasures or something, or a bunch of clues, like you want to target them all, then you're not going to get the refund. So I I don't actually think it's that good. And even like seven mana is a lot of mana, and you're just getting random artifacts which refund you. Like that, I don't think that's even enough. So I don't think this is playable. I'd rather just play a, a chaos warp and call it a day. <laughs> if you really cared about it, just play a van- like the key of vandal blast is. For one mana, you could snipe the artifact you actually cared about, right? Like, you don't have to overload it. Whereas this one, it's like three, it's pretty slow. And then at seven, you're not even wiping the board. If someone, like, just went off with Smothering Tithe, like, you, you didn't really do anything here, right? So, like, mm, I don't know. I, I don't think it's staple. It's certainly playable somewhere, but I don't think it's staple uh. at all. Think of blowing up all your opponents have a solemn and you blow up each one and then you get three lands and then they sacrifice. And you, oh, my <laughs> goodness. Think of the value. Y- y'all are thinking too small. But yeah, I mean, okay. you're probably right. It's not very efficient. But boy, it seems fun. I'm going to jam in some decks just because it seems really fun. We'll if see. All your opponents we'll see if it's like artifact enough. combos. Like one person <laughs> has like a. You will get Tomer. <laughs> you will I get Tomer and another person. Yeah, you get Tomer's mana base. Get yeah, Phil's yeah. To fra- I really want to see Phil finally do his portal to Frexia thing and then someone just do this and steal it and kill him with, <laughs> with the portal. You can that remove indestructibility so with uh, Shadow Spear or whatever and then like take yeah. Cold Draw with it. You know, <laughs> like... Oh. <laughs> yes. For one turn. Oh, wait, but you can't do anything because you can't... You make a 4-4 four, four, like and, and then you end the game. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Next up, we have Shouldred's Edict. One in a black instant at Uncommon. Choose one. Each opponent sacrifices a non-token creature. Each opponent sacrifices a creature. Each opponent sacrifices a planeswalker. This is uh, this is what uncommons look like, huh? It's this uncommon. Is a- it is power crept. 
every edict. <laughs> okay, <laughs> is it is it better than Doomblade? Like yeah. you know, two mana removal. Like, do you play this in modern? Yeah. Now? Or do you do anything with oh, this? No. Is this playable? I don't know. I don't know about actually. No, modern. I think it. No, modern. It's not as good. But Pioneer at forward. I do think it is good. I think it's really good. This is like absurd, right? Like that you you get t- just two mana. Answer a planeswalker, like like at instant speed. That's just a doom blade for a planeswalker. This this makes I don't know about like like just straight up like creatures and whatnot. I mean, the the ability to force them to sack a non token and or choose a token specifically is really nice. Um, so I do love that and its applications for pioneer, explorer, you know, stuff like that and standard, obviously. But the ability to just two mana get a planeswalker off the board is absurd. Um, I, I, I feel like this, I know that people don't like planeswalkers. There's people that don't, and they think that the, it's a mistake in the game. I am on the other side of that. I love planeswalkers. I love everything about it. Uh, but strictly talking about power, like they are trading two mana for your five mana planeswalker, right? Now planeswalkers, this is the thing where I think this card makes planeswalkers need to be a Okay. Planeswalkers need ETBs now. <laughs> yeah, like I know, I know this is gonna sound bad, but like they might need to be powercraft. <laughs> like there's this card makes it so every planeswalker is such a bad rate. Even if you're just doing one thing, if you were doing one of any planeswalker activation, you now need to. It has to be worth it. Like this card is just it's gonna sit there. They they like normally this is oh well you have no creatures I'd sideboard it out but. Dude, no, it hits planeswalkers. This is really good. I mean, I mean, I think it's fine. I don't know if like two mana destroy a planeswalker. Is it that groundbreaking? We have like Dreadbore, Fateful Absence, at instant uh, speed, Angrass oh. Rampage. I mean, like Fateful Absence isn't standard, and it's two mana blow up a creature planeswalker. You do give your opponent a clue, which is a drawback. Uh. And that doesn't even see that much play. I don't know. Like, I I mean, I think the card's the best edict we've seen. But I don't know if it's, like, a game-changing card. Is, uh, it, wait. is it actually that good? Faded Absence giving your opponent a card is all the world's difference, right? Like, I mean, it is something that allows them to get back into the game depending on whatever you they've removed. They could have just drawn a second copy. This That's allows true. you to this allows you to just get rid of that, but has the like versatility of also hitting a token, non-token, like faded absence, but you don't have to worry about it. It's like, oh, faded absence is more of an emergency big red button kind of thing. Like, I gotta get rid of that. Uh this just like it sits around, it does what you want it to do, but like they don't get a they don't get a draw card or a clue or whatever. And it's just it's so easy to cast. And black's already one of the the more dominant colors in the standard. So, I don't know. I mean, I look at this and I assume that if this becomes a four of, I'm probably... Uh, I'm just going to jam every Planeswalker I can at the curve so that the real one can stay. Like, <laughs> like, I, like <laughs> I'm just going to jam three drops left and right. I'm going to jam as many of them. Good Lord, I'll throw Dovin Bond or whatever into the deck yeah. like just to like eat an edict. Like, yeah, like it, you gotta yeah play bad ones. Work, so you're good right? ones stick because around. Here, here's why this card's so good, right? Either you edict the planeswalker directly, or you edict the creature protecting the planeswalker, and then you smash it with your own creatures. And if you don't play a planeswalker, opponent's not punished, right? They just kill 
you know, the creature, right? And if you want to play around edicts, what do you do? You go wide. How do you go wide? You make tokens. This gets around that, right? So this is just super efficient removal. And, you know, it's, it, it's not going to like shatter the game, right? But it's like one step closer to power creep. And then we really are talking about like, well, my Planeswalker needs a static. It needs to plus one once and it needs to gain so much value that it will overtake like any edict that comes down. But if you do that, if it sticks around an extra turn, you get that so much value again, and now your Planeswalker is OP, right? And then, so you're going to end up in this weird power creep state, and you're going to end up with the Raghavan of Planeswalkers. Like, this is how we got to Raghavan, right? Like, we started with, like, Doomblade, and then we ended at, like, Fatal Push or whatever, and, like, free removal, and two-for-one removal of Fury and stuff like that, right? You're just going to have to have, like, the Raghavan of Planeswalkers where they come down and, like, snowball out of control just to overcome this removal. And I I don't like where that's going. I don't like how Planeswalkers are, like, so easy to remove now. And I, I but, think we'll see the consequences of this in, like, two or three more sets where you, you will need, like, hyper-efficient Ren and Sixes or something that get immediate value to overtake anything. And you're like, does it die to Children's Edict? Right? And that'll be the question you ask for every Planeswalker. I kind of feel like it's the opposite way, and Planeswalkers have been super power crept uh, since War of huh? the Spark with static abilities. Even yep. we were just talking about last week in this set how so many of the Planeswalkers ultimate immediately. You do their, how these Planeswalkers would be more relevant for Commander, because you can just play them and overrun, or play them and do whatever their mill a bunch of cards with Jays. So I almost feel like this is trying to catch up with the power creep we've seen in Planeswalkers. Maybe it ends up being a bad thing. We'll, we'll see. I do like the non-token mode in a World of Wedding announcement. Like, I think that's a huge deal because so many decks incidentally have a random token to sacrifice. So it does improve your odds of getting rid of a Thrawn or getting rid of, like, a card that actually matters. And I guess, like, two mana, get a Planeswalker or a creature. That can't be bad. So I think the card's good, but I don't know. It, I don't think it's going to change. Do you, do you play, nor, like, other, do you play targeted removal in standard or do you play Children's Edict now? I guess that's my question. I mean, you're playing one-for-one, one, like, threats anyways, right? Every threat your opponent plays is just like, I'm going to play, f- spend my turn, drop a 4-4 four, for four, 4, or spend my turn, play a Thrun, or, or my turn 5, right? That's a 5-mana, five 5-5. Five, five. So, right now, it is really just, like, big bombs, hit the board, pass. You're not really seeing too many, like, multiple, like multi-spells and stuff like that. Uh, it, like, so I think this is just better. Yeah, I just I so for me I think it depends on how many planeswalkers are running around. Like also I guess stuff like Thrun, if there's a lot of Thruns or other things that you can't kill in other ways. But I feel like for this card to be better than like go for the throw or another two mana creature removal spell, I gotta feel like there's a decent chance I'm getting planeswalkers sometimes. Because well, well, if I'm playing against like... soldiers or I'm playing against like oh mono red or I'm playing against Grixis, like decks that don't have any planeswalkers, I would rather know for sure I'm killing your Shieldred than be like, oh, there's some chance I'm hitting a corpse appraiser that already near my opponent a card and the Shieldred's living or whatever. So I feel like if you're not playing against a lot of planeswalkers, targeted removal is just better still. We know Wanderer, you know, Wanderer, Sorin, Wanderer? stuff like that is in the metagame. We know the Dominus cycle is here that give themselves indestructibility. Yep. Thrun, we have Thrun, Thrun. The, the big dino, like, <laughs> we, <with laughs> we can avoid Ward. You can kill... You, so Rafine, you typically can't kill because Rafine goes, is actually the one deck that goes wide with, like, non-tokens. Um, so I don't... No, it's, it's kind of close. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. 
Yeah. You're not guaranteed to get rid of the creature that you want to, but there is a ton of upside. Like getting indestructible creatures, getting planeswalkers, and the, the token thing helps. Yeah, well, like if you want to play one creature at a time though, and like yeah. you remove the other one. Like like Lily typically isn't a problem, but it's just the tokens that like kind of hose Lily, right? But you have like Blood Tithe Harvester or whatever. You do. you pick off the small thing, then you eat it the big thing, right? Like so I, I'm actually curious. I actually think this will actually see a lot of play in standard. Um, could we just have a targeted we'll edict? Like could <laughs> could a card that's just like target player sacrifices target creature? Like could that exist? Nope. No, because you want to get around hexproof, right? Isn't that the whole point of an edict? What's, what's, why not just make it a, a destroy at that point? What's the sacrifice yeah, I guess, for? I guess that's true. Getting rid of indestructibility, I guess, would be. Or yeah, exile. Getting, having more control over the edict. Then you exile but, instead. Yeah. Interesting. So good. All right. Uh, is so this modern good. playable? No. No. <laughs> I don't know about modern. Do we modern? need to do this? I they ever troll you? You're like, ha mm, <laughs> like, I mean, Angress Rampage is showing up in Pioneer, so I think this is better Angress Rampage. So I think it'll show up in Pioneer Modern. That's that's a that's a bigger jump to make, I think. Commander? No. Yeah. That uh, is a, way a, worse a, than Commander, right? People have all kinds of dirtily things sitting around. You never want to. <laughs> I don't know. You can even edict the Planeswalkers you want to edict. I mean, like this. This is a. Sh if you were playing an edict before, this is a strict upgrade. Maybe, I mean, maybe it is each opponent, right? So yeah. you're getting three creatures for. Oh, is it mana. each That's, opponent? Yeah, I believe it's each opponent. Yeah. Oh wait, that's really good then. <laughs> yeah, so I think because it's each opponent, it might actually be pretty good in commander. <laughs> All right, mana, venerated rot priest, a single green, Phyrexian druid at rare. It's a one-two toxic one. Whenever a creature you control becomes a target of a spell, target opponent gets a poison counter. So <gasps> poison <I've>, storm. <laughs> I've gotten infinite brews from people. This is the most brewed around card, at least with goldfish viewers. I have gotten so many brews trying to kill people with this card in some sort of like storm shell where you're gonna like play this and then protect it, target a bunch of times. From standard all the way back to modern, people are just like all about trying to kill people with this card. Is that a realistic plan? Like, is, uh, so when I first saw it, I was like, oh, okay, you maybe like play it in a toxic deck or infect deck is like a protection spell. If your opponent kills your thing, they get a poison counter. Or if you cast a pump spell, you get a poison counter. That makes sense. Is there actually a chance this could work as a combo piece, like storming off with this card? I mean, what, you play Bant or something like that, then you get all the protection spells you could ask for, spell pierce, things like that. They're like blossoming defense, so you target yeah. and they get a poison counter and they try to kill and then you, you know, blossoming defense again. There's also people like ground rift in modern is like one mana storm target creature can't block. So if you storm up high enough, you just kind of target this with all the copies of ground rift and each one is a poison counter. Uh, you know, this, this card, mm -hmm. this card does seem pretty cool. I think that sounds really fun. I don't know if. It, it seems extremely fragile in a way where, like, this is the only effect you have like that in the deck. So if this goes bye-bye, like, you actually cannot come back. Unless you have multiples. That's kind of, that was kind of my concern, too, is there isn't really a backup. So you have to draw this, and then it has to stay on the battlefield. So And not get Shieldred's like, Edict, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> kind of feels like an Against the Odds deck to me, where it's going to, like, some percentage of the time you're going to win in this hilariously epic way. But the rest of the time, you just kind of, like, do nothing. If only it had Infect. If it had Infect, it oh. would be a 
a Glistener Elf strict upgrade, and then maybe <laughs> maybe we could play it in older formats. This would be busted if it, it like absolutely. I, I'm not busted. even sure it'd be busted. I'm not even sure Infect is that good anymore, but it would be playable. I feel but, like this still might be playable in modern Infect in some number. It's one of the cards that's on my modern my modern list of modern playables. So what? I know it looks weird. And I know what? it looks so it's only getting in for one. It's only getting in for one poisons. Toxic is a big downgrade, but anytime you target something with a pump spell, you get a free poison counter, which is nice. Uh, anytime your opponent tries to kill your stuff, which they're gonna do, they get a poison counter, which is nice. So this is gonna deal a surprising amount of poison counters, even with only having toxic one. And then even in Infect, there's this really janky, weird combo with spell skite, where if <laughs> if you have your spell skites going, <laughs> they can redirect to each other. So you just bounce a spell back and forth, and each one is a poison counter because of rot priest, and you can like burn someone out that way. So I I almost think this could show up, probably not a four of, but I think it could show up in modern Infect. I, I think it could show up in modern if modern in fact exists. Uh, like, yeah, like like this, this could go there. I mean, modern it's in just... fact is like scale up one pump spell, you're dead, and it can't get there. Like <laughs> you're proposing like four card combo. Like, well, <laughs> like, what? There's, there is the unassuming part of 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 uh, in fact where people forget that you can, I like just kill somebody with normal damage. Yeah, right, like, 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 like this, this, plan. So when you're on the noble hierarch plan of beatdowns, yeah. this actually progresses both game plans at once, right? They get toxic and, one yeah. while you're hitting them with the normal damage, <laughs> right? So, hmm. Like, I, I think it could. Can we, can, do we have enough like cantrip things to like actually kill people? So that I part, mean, obviously, you're in a toxic deck. In standard like i think it's a, a key one drop if your goal and, and like green white green black those are the big toxic colors uh, i think some of the best toxic colors so i think it'll see play there what about the storm plan cram, uh, cram? is there enough uh, can trippy protection spells to make that actually work in standard so you would need what red um as well so that you could have the uh the red isn't that is that card still in standard? The one that the red one that checks for every other copy in the graveyard? I forgot what it's called. And it pumps and then it draws a card. Uh then there's oh, the Ancestral Yeah, Ancestral yeah, Rage or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Like if that's still in standard, you would need red. But I'm thinking of the colors that you have in green, uh, black, and let's just say for the sake of yeah, so it'd be in Jund. So it would be Jund Toxic? Maybe? Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's... There, I mean, I don't think you're going to be all in on it. Like, yeah, it's cute and funny if you want to try to be all in on this. That's great. But, like, I think that this is one of those decks where this is... Every every threat will just kind of just passively have Toxic. And <laughs> and and if it's going to work, it's not going to be just because this card. This card is going to be one of the best, car, better cards in the deck, though. I think yeah. it's good. I think I think it's good. It's good. I, I think it's definitely good played fairly. I, I'm yeah. still I, I'm still not sure the combo would be consistent enough to be competitive. Um, my guess is it's going to be a good against the odds episode, but maybe not a real deck. But I think played fairly, it's that's a good toxic one drop. Yeah, is it a is it a shouldered counter? <laughs> you know how people like drop a shoulder, they're like, haha, I, I outgain your aggro now by gaining life every turn, but you're like, surprise, toxic, I poison you to death. Yeah. Is it like the commander damage? safety valve and standard now to 
I mean, prevent the sort life of, gain. It sort of is like that is an upside. I think of toxic and poison encounters. Like, no matter how much life your opponent gains with with their shield, or you can still just kill them. I still, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think of toxic? Like as a mechanic? Like how do you think we'll see real toxic decks in standard, Krim? No. No. <laughs> like not a, not good like, enough. Like I I okay. So actually, yeah. Bloated contaminator. Uh, that, card's these, good. that card's really good. I I think venerator rot priest is good in that said deck. Um. There's like that one drop in black. There's like the new plague stinger. I think there. You know what? It won't be like how infect plays. It'll just be a a, a mid range deck. Basically, yeah, because you don't yeah. you don't want the pump spells and stuff. Although the corrupt mechanic's pretty interesting, and we talked about a few with a poison control deck at the beginning of the cast. But there's a few cards that, like, if you get three poison counters, become pretty strong. So there is like kind of a reward for poisoning your opponent even before you get to ten poison counters, which was one of the issues with the infect last time. Is like either your opponent has ten poison counters and you win, or anything else like you're just doing nothing essentially. Like it doesn't even matter. So with the, I think the corrupt mechanic might make so might make it playable i think there's enough like proliferate enough corrupt payoffs and enough just like good enough toxic cards i wouldn't be surprised we'll see i mean who it's, knows what matches up with the top tiers of the meta like it's so hard to predict stuff like that is it better than shoulder and invoke despair and soldiers that i don't know but there's enough to make a good deck i think i mean you either go jund or you go bant in these two colors bant does actually have some or i mean like brokers or whatever there's a bunch of sweet stuff there in white, but they're not as cheaply costed. So like you're like, I don't know, maybe 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 it's not banned. Maybe it's back in Jund. I don't know. It's one of those color pairs, though. I, I think you can go Saltai and play if it doesn't have like a, a tempo deck. Like you have Thrumming Bird and stuff, right? Like you you maybe not control, but you go tempo and you just keep hitting them and proliferating them and like. You just get enough to get them to 10. And if you are short of 10, you get the, the corrupt bonus and stuff like that. So, Is this where Tekuthal comes in? This, <laughs> this could be yes. a deck. I think this could be a <laughs> deck. Freedom on a gun. <laughs> I, I could see like a tempo-style deck where you just chip away and then you just like stall out a little bit and then they're dead. And Shouldred doesn't save them. Like if everyone's leaning on Shouldred to save them against aggro, like this, that doesn't, that doesn't work. So I actually kind of like it that it's like aggro but life gain doesn't help you and there's enough proliferate that if you can get someone up to like seven or something it is realistic that you can proliferate or use like direct poison damage to close it out so yeah, you get you get reach and non-reach color uh, colors right you don't have to play red for that burn to finish them off you can yeah. just proliferate twice or whatever and kill them so. yeah, blue burn green burn yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we will see shortly because this set will be out soon. But we gotta we gotta hit up another another topic real quick. I gotta ask you about this before the cast ends. Uh, big news this week in the Hasbro world, which is Hasbro had a pretty bad fourth quarter. Uh, apparently they could not sell many toys for Christmas and the holidays, and uh, their profits are way down. Although they did mention Wizards in specific still doing good up. I think they said three percent on the year and like twenty two percent in the quarter or something. So. Uh, Wizards, Magic, D&D, that part is still doing well. But because of the week holiday quarter, Hasbro cutting 15% of its workforce, uh, around a thousand employees are going to be are going to be fired, essentially. Um, what do you make of this? Obviously, it it sucks for everyone losing their jobs. That's a that's a given. 
what do you make of this in the context of magic? Like, does magic get a free pass because they're the one aspect of Hasbro that's actually making them money? Or does Hasbro think, well, they're doing so well, we can afford to, you know, cut some people off of Watsy because, you know, they're doing well enough that they won't miss them. Like, do you think these layoffs and firings will hit on magic at all? I don't, I don't think so. Right. I mean, I hope not. I mean, like, obviously it sucks that anybody has to, to, yeah. yeah, like, it sucks that it happened in Hasbro, but like, I don't know. I mean, the, the, these two companies, these are now like what I think of, like when I think of like the properties and IPs that are spearheading Hasbro uh, and they're doing just great. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think they're okay. Yeah, what do you think, know, Richard? I mean, this is, this is all just like excuses to fire people, right? <laughs> like kind of like COVID or you know, economic downturn. They're like, well, since, you know, everyone is laying off everyone, like Google everyone, right? Like if we lay off some people here too, like no one will notice. We'll just say bad economic whatever, right? And then cool, we'll save some money. So on that hand, I'm not particularly happy because like, you know, how much is the CEO making? Probably still a lot. Right. Like, did yep. you actually need to fire everyone this year? Probably not. Right. You just wanted to increase your share price. Right. You probably could have just weathered the storm for a year. And, you know, so in, in that sense, it's like kind of a cop out. But all companies do it. They're just looking for some excuse to, you know, fire people without getting the backlash. Is Wizard safe? I don't think so. Right. Because if our plan is to unsustainably print cards to make money in the short term, well, the reckoning will come in the future. And is that when all the Wizards employees lose their jobs? Uh, as an employee, it's terrible because you don't get to choose where you work. You work at Hasbro. If you're assigned to, you know, Magic Arena free money printing machine, good for you. If you're assigned to like dying Monopoly business or something, like, you know, you don't really have a say in that, right? And to lose your job based on that kind of sucks. So I don't know. Uh, but... It's not good, right? Like you want Hasbro yeah. to be making money hand over fist in all their departments, right? It's, it's good that at least Magic is making money, but how long can that be the case where like Hasbro is bleeding money everywhere and then only Wizards of the Coast makes money? So you, you want Hasbro to be strong all around and then uh, you want Wizards to do their own thing and not kind of prop up the rest of the company, right? Because again, like I said before, this means more secret layers, right? This means <laughs> the only place that makes money is Wizards of the Coast, so we better milk all that money out, right? So expect some <sighs> secret layers or something coming up to, to bolster the numbers. It's definitely frustrating that it's always the 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 random employees that end up getting hurt that like the people at the top make the bad decisions and then and then we're like oh we'll just fire all the normal but like you know the regular employees so that part's definitely infuriating to some extent that it's always just you know the the average joe or whatever that ends up getting hurt because of this it makes me wonder about that whole Atla Fox thing. Remember the activist investor, like, and everything oh, yeah, in the spring yeah. of, like, we got to split off Wizards. Hasbro is a horrible company. Like, Wizards should be on its own. It's, I mean, as much as I'm skeptical of hedge fund people, like, they probably are right. Like, it is a shame that Wizards got to wear the, you know, the ball and chain of Hasbro around their necks and just, like, carry around this dying toy company that hasn't been relevant in 50 years or something. Like, what does Hasbro have going for it outside of Magic or outside of Wizards? Anything? Like, is, is there any? Monopoly. <laughs> the, Transformers. The kids care about Monopoly these days? Like, my grandma. Like, okay, Transformers, <laughs> I guess. Uh, G.I. Yeah. Joe. 
Power. I no. know this no. because I I follow the Hasbro toy lines <laughs> and like every week people complain. So they released like a, a PS5 Spider-Man figure or something. It was like so much more expensive than a regular figure, but it came with nothing. And people are like, "Why are they expecting us to pay double the price?" And I'm like, "Ha, ah, <laughs> that's Hasbro." <laughs> but oh, they have they, toys. They have like they they sell like Marvel toys. They sell like they X-Men. do. I, have you have you uh, seen some funny. of those like old like retro toys that yeah. they they look like they're in the poorly packaged thing they're mm-hmm. poorly yeah. painted or you know they they they're meant to look like that and to to capture the old like nineties vibe the old of nostalgia it. And, right like yeah that, that, that's all of Hasbro like, they're just capitalizing on nineties nostalgia like <laughs> from magic to their toy line to like the comic <laughs> stuff like that's. I, in a way, I mean, it makes sense. Be hoping, like, I'm hoping people like you, uh, Richard, have fond memories of it from being a kid, and you like hey, get it for your kid, and then your kid becomes a Hasbro like fan or whatever. Like it that's got to be, yeah. You I know, mean, between Magic it... the Gathering, Marvel Snap, and Hasbro Toys, who has sucked more money out of me in the last six months? It's Hasbro <laughs> Toys, where I just buy random Hasbro toys from my childhood, right? Yeah, but because I play Snap. I don't actually spend any money there, but then I go buy toys and I'm like, yeah, and I give Hasbro like a hundred bucks. I'm like, ah, overpriced, but it's okay. <laughs> oh, speaking of Hasbro, uh, one last update on the, the D&D stuff we've been talking about. It seems like the D&D community uh, ended up winning that one. Wizards uh, essentially posted that they were giving up on getting rid of the open gaming license. They're keeping the original one. They did a survey and the results were absolutely horrible for wizards. Uh, everyone hated the idea of getting rid of the, uh, the OGL and wizards basically said, all right, we, we won't get rid of it. We'll stay with what we said. Uh, so they, they just completely backtracked essentially. So it seemed like the big D and D freak out actually, it actually worked out and uh, the community got what they wanted, which is interesting. So. Anyway, edicts. No, but then we'll get more powerful planeswalkers. I'm not joining you on that. (laughs) What does this mean? Should we freak out about everything, Seth? (laughs) It worked. It worked. I, although this was a very big thing. Like I think the the risk is if you freak out about everything, then wizards will just rightly tune us out. (laughs) So, but it does show like if something similar happened in the magic community that wizards will, if there's enough backlash, will, uh, will actually, you know, change course. So I was amazed how many people care about this. Some of the tweets about this, we're getting like 5,000, 10,000 retweets, which I didn't know the D and D community was that big. (laughs) Like I'm so in franchise of the magic community, but it seems like it's way, way more D and D players than magic players, even though magic apparently makes way more money because of how the monetization works. I mean, yeah, like, like that's that's. I'm not surprised, right? D and D is huge, and it had an even bigger boom after Stranger Things kind of brought it back to the front, mm-hmm. like into the like the the limelight here. So, and it was already big before that. So, like, yeah, like this this is D and D is like legitimately just mainstream, like the purest mainstream. I I wonder why Hasbro didn't use the. The online community is just a small percentage of our, our fan base <laughs> and that they're they very enfranchised yeah. and have different needs than the rest. Like, I wonder why that didn't apply here. Like, <laughs> why is that an okay answer for Magic but not d and I'm sure there are many people that play D&D that don't go online and do anything, right? Like, why? It's true. Like, interesting. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a little strange, isn't it? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, anyway. Uh, can we sneak in a fish mail, you think, Richard? Is there enough time? Maybe uh, one? Right. 
If you have questions, send them to at energygoldfish with the hashtag energyfishmail, and we'll get to your questions on air. Uh, Chef Cheesy915, seeing old cards posted to Twitter, to Twitter and seeing the older mechanics of cards has me asking, what are some older mechanics you want to see return? If they did, would they be broken with the power of the cards we have today? Ooh. A, a, a returning mechanic. A returning mechanic. I mean... I want... To see them bring back mega banding. <laughs> so so like something that messes with combats. Like I think like maybe like the, the planar stuff with Space Bellerin is kind of similar, where like you mess with combat and like you make groups or something, and like something happens. Maybe it's the battle mechanic coming up. Maybe that's like mega banding, I don't know. But I think banding was kind of cool, right? Like you change the rules of combat. So we bring that back with like 2023. 20, you know, design and make it less confusing and then do something with banding. That would be interesting. I mean, this one isn't super old, but I'd love to see more mutate. I feel like mutate. It's such a cool idea. And it just like, wasn't uh, not enough cards or not the right standard for it to really do anything. I know it was only a couple, a couple years ago, but that would be one that I think would be cool to bring back or buy back. Is that just too busted? Is buyback just too good to ever bring back? I, I think it's a really sweet mechanic, but maybe it's just too strong. I mean, I think about like how power crep things are. Imagine if one of the like imagine if she altered edict just had buyback. Like I'm like, <laughs> like, like think spiral about, with buyback. Yeah, yeah, great. That was, yeah. That's that sounds like a great time. <laughs> I don't oh. I don't know. I can't think of like any one older mechanic. Maybe, maybe well. Akoria and all of that had cycling, but it wasn't like to the level that I thought it would be. Um, I'm trying to think of like what other sets did I? I don't know. Oh, you know what? I got it. Fateful Hour. I want to see Fateful Hour return. Yo, but like it actually has to be good. Like it has to be good. And, and, And I don't mean like, oh, well, Fateful Hour, now that you're at five, you make a sixth token no i i i want to make i i want it to be like oh well if it's fateful hour you make i don't know lingering souls same cost same everything but it just poops out like five angels that are five fives i was actually like, thinking about that the other you know what the best fateful hour card is no that's shadow that's yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like if you make the card too good people just will artificially reduce their life to one to trigger like the fateful hour but yeah, you're right. The old cars never worked. Like I, I never saw anyone like surprise reversal fateful hour. Like they just died, and like that was it. Yeah. Or it was like so <laughs> underwhelming. Enough. You're like, okay, I get five more one ones, and then I still die to a lightning bolt. Okay, <laughs> right? So exactly, yeah, I like to see that fixed. <laughs> I, I would. Yeah. That could definitely use a power boost. And for those that don't know what fateful hour is. Usually it's a card, it does some really bad thing, but when you are at five or less life, it does a, an even more mediocre thing. A slightly so, less bad thing, yeah. It's, it's, it's just <laughs> not good. So I want to see Fateful Hour return, but with an actual like reason to be at five. Or or maybe a way to get out of that situation while you're at five. <laughs> All right. So thank you for everyone who sent in questions this week. Uh, if you have future questions, send them to at with the hashtag MDGFishmail. And we'll get to your questions on air.
And I believe that brings us to the end of episode 418 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. So Richard Graham, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we'll be back next week to talk about whatever goes on in the world of magic. So until then, have a great week, everyone. And this is a crew signing out.